0: Um, podcast, sober heathen, me, Scott, the sober heathen, uh, awkward start, uh, awkward video, everything's blurry, um, doing this via candlelight again, trying to catch some sort of spirituality this evening, some sort of mojo to, um, get the juices going, um, I said I was going to do video diaries, even when the the times were rough. So I guess this is one of those times. I, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm always in this shit mood, but um, I have tasted what uh, what good feels like in this stretch of seven months of sobriety, and um, the day is not that. Yeah, uh, you know, I posted a couple different things on on. On social media today and I I just need to say things sometimes just to just to get it off my chest Um, but then there's this constant battle and that's basically the the premise of what what I started posting today is there's this constant battle in my head and I think I I don't feel like I'm alone when it comes to these feelings Uh, I I know I'm not alone uh, but You know, I post these things because I'm supposed to talk about how I feel. That's what you talk, they talk about and and treatment and and counseling and stuff. But then, you know, it's, you know, I I understand when people are like, oh, my God, your life sucks. I get it, dude. Just fucking suck it up like everybody else. Do you think I want to get up and go to work in the morning? Do you think I want to get up and take care of my kids that are being brats? Do you think that I want to, you know, deal with my boss? No, I don't fucking think anybody wants to fucking deal with shit. Nobody wants to deal with shit that they don't like. And again, I apologize for the the video quality on this. I'm doing it in, in 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 shitty lighting, and that's the that's the that's the cause for it. I don't know right now. You know, it's like my motivation is almost non-existent. So I'm forcing myself to do this this video uh, this video diary. Um. There, there really feels like my. It really feels like today that my life is heading like nowhere. It's it's just wheels spinning in the mud. Um. There's no there's no direction. Uh, right now, the only thing that I feel like that I do on a daily basis is not drink. And and some people will say, well, that's all you need to do. That's all you gotta do, just don't drink today. Well. Life is a lot more than just not drinking, obviously. I need to find a way to not drink and to be productive. Um, so just uh, kind of rehash here real quick. Uh, uh, what I tweeted was, I'm torn between do what's best for your sobriety and don't give up on family. All right. So we'll just uh, we'll we'll address that first. So. This is very personal and I'm just going to be completely honest um, because I said I would. So right now I'm living with my 98 year old grandmother. She raised me. She didn't have to raise me. She chose to raise me. She raised my mom for a period of time. Um, She obviously raised her kids. Um, Everybody in my family uh, is an alcoholic with the exception of my sister, half sister, same dad, um, and and my half brother, uh, same mom. Uh, he struggled a little bit with some things, but I, he's doing pretty good right now. But uh, uh, my mom is is an alcoholic. Her mom was for a while. She's married to a raging alcoholic. Uh, her first husband, my grandfather, my mom's dad, he is an alcoholic. He's actually in recovery. Um, but anyway, the, without rehashing my childhood, I was raised by my great grandmother. And what I've come to find in treatment and in counseling and, and all these things that I've been doing over this past year, a couple of years talking with sponsors or whatever, but this real, this real dive into trying to fix myself in this last year was she, man, and this is, this is where it gets tricky because there's a lot of people in my life that are like, well, you know what? She didn't have to do this. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to take you in. You know, you need, you know, you're living with her. So you need to, just ignore the crap that goes along with living with a ninety year year old woman and and all this stuff. And and those are all true. I, I there are things that bother me that shouldn't bother me. I, I should, I should show my appreciation more. But it's this. My great grandmother. You know, I, I'm 41 now, and she's raised me basically since the beginning. Okay, and my great grandmother was old 40 years ago. And what i mean by that is she acted, you know, the same way 40 years ago. Well, okay, so i was one, so i don't remember that. So 35 36 years ago when i start to have, you know, memories, my grandma is the exact same person then as she is today except for she's 35 36 years older. Uh, she moves a little less. But she's always a homebody. She never went out and did anything. Um You know, church on Sundays, grocery shopping, and then back home sitting and watching TV. And so being raised in that, that's exactly what I got to do. And and they were older. So, you know, I understand that going on trips and doing things like that weren't really feasible. Plus, they were both retired. And, you know, as far as money goes. But where the problem lies is I was so sheltered. Okay. I was already fucked up enough because my parents weren't around. Okay. And I was trying to deal with that as a little child. And the way that my grandma taught me to deal with that from as long as I can remember was don't think about it. Those were her words. Just don't think about it. You know, I would be upset about something that happened at school. I'd be upset about anything. And her response was, well, just don't think about it. And I th- I feel now that I really worked on that as a kid and and really tried to distract myself from thinking about the things that bother me. And that built up over the years to where I got to got to the point where I was pretty good at it. And then alcohol really made that fucking easy to do. To not worry about my problems and think about them. So now all of a sudden I'm without alcohol for good. Um and now I'm 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 trying to <clears throat> face these things that are bothering me. And it's just, it's just insane. Um, you know, and, and, and how honest do you get on these things? So, so my family, they, they have a lot of, a lot of issues and it's becoming more and more clear. And my great grandmother is not um, without her own issues. So, people will come over and she can, her voice gets super soft and then like she's in pain and struggling. And then she gets up and she can barely move and she's, you know, like wobbling and stuff. But then when it's her and I here, her voice is different. It's stronger. Um, She's walking around without her walker. And it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. Okay. Um, If I don't, now she's 98. She can't hear very well. She does. She's got one eye. She lost an eye to cancer about 20 years ago. Um, if I, I can go downstairs, especially when her hearing aids are out at night and go to the bathroom and and, and do whatever I need to do down there. And if she doesn't see me, she freaks out. She blows my phone up. If I go outside during the day, I can't be out there more than half an hour. My phone's ringing, you know, um, and in the last two days, you know, she woke me up at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's really hard to fall asleep because my mind is going, and I uh, fell asleep about three thirty in the morning. And then uh, it was about six thirty a couple of days ago. She woke me up pounding on the bedroom door, which is upstairs. She has no business coming up those stairs if she can barely walk downstairs, and it's. Her reasoning for being up my ass and, and calling and leaving me voicemails and, and you know, if I'm outside I'm trying to commune with nature and and, and and get my spiritual side, you know, connected. Cause that's what really helped me in, in treatment, the little bit that we got to be outside. And um, you know, when I was in transitional living, I could be outside laying in a hammock or looking at the stars or whatever. And I, I got this really good connection. And I, I I go outside, I answer my phone and I tell her, you know, just I'm fine, but it's every five, 10, 15 minutes, just calling, calling, calling. You got to come inside. You got to come inside. It's dark outside. It's cold, you know, and then all day long, it's like, do you want something to eat? Did you go to the bathroom? And again, you're, you're going to hear this. And well, she's 98. What else do you want? It's been 40 years of this. And I have sat down and tried my best to explain it to her that I don't, I'm, I ain't skinny. So obviously I'm eating. Um, and the fact that you don't see me use the bathroom doesn't mean that I'm not using the bathroom. You know, like, I haven't seen you come downstairs and use the restroom. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I have got so much in my head right now. And just to be bombarded by this constantly into a human that that just cannot understand in there. Well, I love you. I, you know, I wish somebody loved me the way I loved you. And it's like, you or borderline psycho. And what's going on here is I'm starting to really resent and dislike my grandmother. And I don't like that. I, she's done so much for me and she deserves better for me as far as my attitude and my affection towards her. And I am, so I'm by, fighting this battle of being driven. Absolutely insane. My phone blowing up or coming up the stairs when she shouldn't be coming up the stairs or screaming at the bottom of the steps. Like somebody's dying only because she hasn't seen me eat anything all day. So then about the tweet, you know, um, for family. So, you know, I, I've always been a believer because of the way that I was raised, not the way that I was raised in the situation that I grew up in that blood means shit. Um, you can be born into a really shitty family and you should not have to own owe them anything. I don't owe my mother a goddamn thing. She's a shitty person. Um, so you don't owe blood. My, my, My close friends, uh, my three best dude friends are, are my brothers. Um, yes, I have real brothers and sometimes I'm close with one and sometimes I'm not. Um, it's, it's not really a thing. Uh, my sister was on the podcast. She's a sweetheart. She's a really good person. I just don't know how to have brothers and sisters. I don't, it's family is, is almost too much. (laughs) Um, Or it's just me, but I'm, I'm, I'm going off topic here. So my kids, I love my kids with all my heart and I have not seen them in person in well over a year now. And uh, I don't know when I'm going to see them, but I've been playing video games with one of my twins almost every single day now for the last couple of weeks. Um, And I talked to the other one um, on discord, which is an app um, and he has it on his chromebook and we could talk so the communications there the connections growing um but there's a part of me that's like you know I I can't sit here and wait for them to be ready I can't sit here and wait for their mom to be ready to let me see them I need to do something for myself and and there is a big part of me that's staying in this house well, okay, the main reason is I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't have a fucking job. I can't find a job. It's just shot down uh, email after email. I'm getting shot down, shot down, shot down, shot down. And it's like, well, I can't blame these people because I don't have a fucking license. And the, the reason why I don't have a license is my fault. But then I fucking get in my head and say, you know, the course is some stupid. You're setting people up to fail. I could go and give a job by now easily if I had my license, but I shouldn't have been drunk driving as I have done and got busted four or four times now. Um, I don't know if I can really find uh, what I posted on my uh, Facebook page, but check it out. It's a sober heathen on Facebook. Just search it; you should be able to find me uh, relatively quick. Uh, here it is. So I, I posted this today, and this is the constant battle that goes on in my head because there are so many people that are just like, "Suck it up," you know. Give it to God. Well, you know what? I have gods that I pray to, okay, but I don't believe that they're coming down and 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 going to be doing one of these genie things that are going to make everything all right they're there for guidance and they're there that's it guidance you have to live your life and do your own things that's my belief if you believe otherwise and it's happening then that's great that's a debate for another day and if i go off on that tangent it is not going to be a good podcast so this post that i i I threw out today on facebook am i lazy or am i depressed i get up i I apply for at least one job a day, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's all I can do. I don't have a fucking car to get somewhere so I look on the things on on indeed that aren't requiring a license and i I apply I look for remote jobs all the time. you know it's like I kind of wish Covid would come back just for the fact that I could find a remote job, but i didn't I really don't truly mean that I would never actually say that because people did die from it. I don't think it was it was as bad as it, was. it it was made out to be but it is something that I would never wish on people for my own selfish gains that's I don't want somebody else to suffer so I can gain that's the truth so am I lazy am I depressed I have like I said my motivation is at an all time low my I I enjoy little to nothing um, I lay down and listened to some music and that gave me enough energy to get up here and sit in front of this camera and and, and talk about it. It's just where I'm at right now today. And, and, and that could change in two hours. So chemical wise, you know, your brain's all fucked up from out, from heavy use of alcohol chemical wise. I'm I'm back on my meds since I got out of jail. You know, that's been uh three, two, three months now. And, you know, it should be working. I just got on a new med because I talked to my doctor, but anyway, so I don't know if I'm lazy or depressed one sounds like an excuse. One sounds like you're a piece of shit. If you're lazy, you're a piece of shit. If you say you're depressed, it sounds like an excuse. I hear all these people talking in my head and it's just me. But I know people think that. Uh, am I unmotivated or is my anxiety through the roof? I, I don't even want... I get. I get so anxious that I'm like this continuing education that I can take, there's a lot of good stuff on there. They get credit hours for online that uh, I've I've found through my recovery coaching uh, trainings that I've done. And my anxiety gets so bad. Not that I'm not going to know the answers to the to the quiz, but my anxiety's like, well, what if I fail three times and then I I wasted all this time, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I my anxiety gets so high, I don't even apply. I I don't even want to apply because when i get that email back that it says eh, fuck you uh you no licensed piece of shit again it doesn't say that i'm making that up but that's what i that's what my mind interprets it or my feelings interpret that's what my feelings if i could get rid of my fucking feelings it would be fine but then i wouldn't be human anyway i i, I digress so am i sad or is it a chemical chemical imbalance you know i just kind of talked about that a little bit you know I, I, i'm 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 struggling so hard to not use anxiety and depression as a as an excuse to just sit here in my great-grandmother's house and, and do nothing but podcast, play video games, and listen to music. I don't want that in my life. I don't want to go to work every single day and deal with shitty coworkers and a shitty boss. I don't want that as much as anybody else does, but I know that I have to have it. So that want and need to have that to be able to support my kids and support myself, it, Trump said, that's why we all go to fucking work. So I want to go to work. And I shouldn't give a fuck if other people are thinking otherwise. But I do. Because those are feelings. And the feelings trump your thought. I'm, I'm sorry, That's uh, they, they come first. Okay, so am I sleeping too much or am I listening to my body? Okay, so I stay up to three o'clock in the morning because my mind's going 100 miles an hour. I lay down, I get up, I lay down, I get up. Basically, my sleep schedule now is sleep for two, three hours get up, go back to sleep or I stay up late, go to bed around four, sleep till nine or 10. Then I feel like I've slept half the morning away because I have all these people in my head. It's like, Oh, I'm waking up at 10 o'clock. What are you a fucking teenager? Who are these people? (laughs) You know what I mean? There is nobody saying this to me, but I'm beating myself up, creating these scenarios in my head that somebody's gonna show up here and just be like, you know, when people come to help my grandma out or or come to see my grandma, that's all that's it's going through my head is like these people are looking down on me, you know, you're nothing but a drunk, you're a loser, you're living back home, you're not doing anything, you know, you you know, you you should be doing this for your grandma, and you should be doing that for your grandma, and it's like Then there's a part of me that I have, I'm taking four meds right now, and it's like, I was chemically dependent when it came to alcohol, and now I'm taking other chemicals to differentiate it. So in my head, too, I'm like... Am I just trading one chemical for other chemicals? Should I have just stayed completely off this shit? Is that why that I'm all fucked up in the head right now and that this is worse than I felt? But then I go back and I say, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. You haven't felt fucking shit in years because you've been drowning yourself in, 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 in alcohol. So am I feeling normal feelings or am I just totally like just kerbobbled from the, from the alcohol use. And I just don't know if I'm coming or going and it's just something that's going to take time. I don't, I don't know. I don't, and nobody, nobody can tell me. I feel stupid when I call the doctor and tell him that I'm, I, I feel like I have anxiety and depression. I feel fucking stupid for doing that, and I shouldn't fucking feel stupid for doing that. I'm asking for help, but then it's like I'm asking for help. It sounds like I'm making excuses, and I just want to be on fucking drugs. I don't want to be on drugs. I don't take one. Of, I don't want to take one of these motherfuckers right now. I'm, I'm half tempted to go dump them down the toilet. I just, you know. The good is really good when it's good in these seven months. Um, I would rather be back in jail than to be back uh, puking and pissing myself and 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 not knowing what day it is and, and drinking and, and being super fat and bloated and disgusting and having nobody want to have anything to do with me. I'd rather be in jail than have that feeling. It's just. I don't know how to go about it, man. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to go about it other than talk about it. That's I mean. I'm just, I'm trying to do what I was told. And, you know, some people might listen to this and be like, Hey, you know, did you talk to your sponsor? No, I don't have a fucking sponsor right now. And I'll tell you why. And one or both of them could be listening to this, but if it's a honest program as, as it's proclaimed to be, then it's just being honest. One guy was awesome. He knows the big book in and out. He always captured my attention when he would share in our meetings. Um, that's why I asked him to be my sponsor. We busted through the steps as quick as possible. And and I'll tell you right now, for those of you who have a sponsor that tell you, you know what? Fuck that. Who am I? Who am I to to tell you how to do? You do what's right for you with your sponsor. But I do believe that this is life or death, and. If you're as bad of an alcoholic as I was, you need to get through the steps and you need to address these things as quickly as fucking possible. Not one step a fucking month. If you're as bad as I was, you're going to die if you don't do that. And it wasn't until I actually accepted those things and started making amends and started going through the steps and actually doing them and practicing them into step 12. Uh, had he had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we took this message to other alcoholics and we practiced these principles in all of our affairs until I started practicing all those things in my everyday life. I was still a drunk and now I'm practicing these things to the best of my ability in my everyday life. So get through the steps as, as much as you can. So anyway, my first sponsor, he was great. He he was captivating, you know, um, but he just kept getting more and more people and, and bringing on more and more people. And he just got me. He, I don't know if he was overwhelmed or not. Um, but it felt to me that his mission was to have more people in the zoom meetings that we have and and sponsor more people. Um, I didn't have that. He had up here what I needed. I didn't have that connection here with that guy. We're still friends. We still talk from time to time. Um, and and I, I appreciate everything that he did and tried to do for me. My second sponsor, same thing. Uh this dude was uh, you know, a state away. And uh, every day he would meet with me, he would call me, he would talk to me. In the worst time of my life, um, he was he was somebody that was always there. And then um, you know, some things happened. Um, without being able to talk to him, I can't I don't know his side of it, but from my side of it, he overstepped. He, he said some things to people that he shouldn't have. He betrayed the trust that a sponsor and a sponsor are supposed to have. That's just how I feel. He will not respond or address the questions that I sent out there. So that is on him. That is not on me. Um, so sponsors, I, I I think as long as you're talking about what you need to talk about, whether it's one person or six people, as long as you can get out what you need to get out, that is all that matters. Big book, nowhere in the big book, in the first 164 pages, which is the part that never changes, says that you need to have a sponsor. You have to have a spiritual connection, and you need to take this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all your affairs. It doesn't mean that you need somebody to dictate to you whether you can do this or no. Some people might say, well, Scott, all these questions that you have, if you had a sponsor, maybe they could tell you. Well, you know what? I... I don't see a point in my life, in my recovery, where I want to make decisions or tell somebody else what decision is right for them at any point. So I'm not going to put that on anybody else either. I am going to talk to the people that I want to talk about. I throw my shit out on Twitter and I get feedback and I take, I I read every freaking response and I take what I need from it. I listen to the stuff that might be a little, uh, little hard to hear. And, and, and then, uh, I, I, I make, I do the best with it that I fucking can. So, where I'm at right now is this living situation is convenient. Uh, it's the best option that I have. I have really no other option other than, um, There's a big there's a big option. I have a I have really good family friends that live in Midland, Texas. And he told me that if I came out there, he would get me a job and he would help me find a place to stay. It's stay here and do this over and over again and and live out in the middle of the sticks and and not be able to have any kind of income and just or I, I make a jump and go there or I get lucky and I get hired in a couple hours away from here. Uh, back to where I worked before, or um, or a new place, but uh, up north in Michigan, uh, coming into summertime, especially Petoskey, Michigan. If you've never been there, you should look into it; it's absolutely gorgeous. There's no place to live up there. Everything is rented out all summer long, and then in the winter, you know, you, you might you might maybe find a place for a couple of months that you can hop into, and then you're you're back out on the street. So, I am not trying to play this sad sad song for anybody that is not the reason for this this is to express myself this is a video diary dear diary whatever um it's a shit show seven months in it's a shit show in this brain um but i didn't drink today so that's a win I said I was going to recover out loud, so this is what I'm doing. You know, uh, there are, I am also finding myself, and I need to say this too, I'm finding myself not sharing with people close to me um, because I don't want to sound like a broken record. I don't want to bring them down when they're going through crap of their own. So they don't know where the mind is and they don't need to know. I I need to figure this stuff out on my own. They don't need to carry my baggage. I love them and uh, they know I love them and it's not because I don't want to share with them. It's because this shit is heavy, man. You know, I, there have been times in the last couple of weeks where I don't want to exist anymore. I don't, I don't want to die and I would never hurt myself. But alien abduction sounds really good more and more every day. Um, I, I try to make a joke there, but it's, it's the truth, man. I, I, I don't, It is really hard to find uh, justification in my mind for my existence. I don't know if that's the right way to say it or not. It's really hard to find a point over these past couple weeks. There's uh... a... There is always hope. I, I believe that, but you know, just having peace, just trying to find that peace somewhere, man. Uh, it, it, to shut the brain down just for a little while. Um, I mean, I I have dreams of just uh, stupid things that my anxiety is through the roof in my dreams. I wake up like panicked, like I miss, like I, I missed a phone call about a job or I missed a phone call because somebody needed me. And, you know, I just, You know, my grandmother wouldn't let me go to uh, birthday parties if it was too cold or rainy outside. Um, she worries way too much. It's ridiculous. And, you know, just talking like this, I, I, I have my great grandmother in me. I'm worried about what my friends and loved ones will think about me um, opening up to them. Know, they're big people that can handle it tomorrow uh, doing a Twitter spaces with rich s who is on the program um, gonna do everything in my mind or my mind and everything in my power to uh, be ready for that um, and to, to bring something good to the table. And, and and what I will bring to the table, no matter what is my honest approach uh, and how I'm feeling. And you never know tomorrow at 7 PM Eastern time, when we start the Twitter spaces, I could be, uh, I, I could be bouncing off the walls. You know, it's just how it is. So no need to drag this on and on and on and on. But uh, if you did listen to this and you're you're still here at the end, I, I really appreciate it. Um, if you want to hear some really good stories, check out the the recent podcasts uh, with Kevin and Jack and Rich and uh, my sister. Um, check that out. It it we need to go back and revisit what she what she does. Um, she works in a ER. And she sees all kinds of crap. I'd really like to revisit that with her sometime. Um, Also, uh, I'm not sure if anybody be uh, interested. Um, It's it goes online a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, and what I mean by interested. If anybody would be interested in throwing out some questions. Um, I also I I have a a stepsister who is. we'll say like uh maybe expert maybe none of us are experts on anything but she is uh, re- really uh really tuned and, and and educated in narcissism and we're going to get together and we're going to do a podcast she's going to talk about uh, what she's been through um being with a narcissist and and tell us a lot about what uh being a narcissist or what narcissism is so if you have any questions um that you'd like me to throw out there to get her take on it. This is just going to be her take. She's not saying that she is an expert. I shouldn't have used that word. That is not what she's coming on for. She's going to give her experience of what she's learned and what she has gone through um, being with somebody that uh, is a narcissist. So I'm looking forward to that too. So um, as always uh, like comment, share um, Twitter, Apple, Google, Spotify it's it's everywhere. Again, sorry for the shitty video feed, but uh you know what? These little candle here, they're not not perfect for doing for doing this. So hopefully I'm not hurting your eyes. You're staring at a blurry screen. Hopefully you're just listening to this on somewhere. And again, thank you for listening. And um, you know, there is always hope. I don't, I don't don't let this uh think that I'm in a downward spiral. This is just me dealing the podcast has helped me in in the past after doing one and talking about it uh, looking myself kind of in the eyes at times and um i feel this is what we need to do in recovery find a way find an outlet to say what's on your mind and uh you know i'll go back and i'll listen to this i'm going to put it out into the world for people to hear and if somebody has a problem with what i said then please let me know positive negative let's uh let's talk it out anyway you guys have a great night thanks